What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of No Reserves Podcast, the football episode. We are fresh off the heels of the Halloween special, which just threw a big old monkey wrench into our plans. So today we're going to try to mix uh, fantasy and regular football content, and we'll see how that goes. So, Alex, what did you think of the Halloween special? I liked it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I mean, we went completely off the rails. Yeah, we did. But it was a blast. I mean, we talked about every single thing that you can imagine, Halloween-related almost, except the topics that we had actually planned for. So <laughs> that's always fun. It's a wonderful knife, man. When are you going to watch that? I didn't catch that. I don't know. I know oh, okay. Alexis wants Eventually. to watch it, so we'll see. Okay. Oh, So, Alex... Rough week for you, huh, buddy? Yeah. Don't get me started. So the week there go. <laughs> the week came and went, and I managed to get four of my picks right. That's not bad, right? Four? Like I, I got four, four? Yeah, like, four, yeah. Out of 16. Yeah, four and 12 here for me, really bad day. And it's like, I had some reads, and this is not excuses, this is just, I mean, I was watching those games, and I had some really bad beats. Like, there were some who, okay, wherever, like, they had no chance, like Pittsburgh, uh, Los Angeles, the Rams, that is. None of those had an actual chance, but like, Washington was up for most of the game, and then just like in the fourth quarter, just collapsed. And that didn't even cover the six and a half. And then Buffalo, like last minute touchdown by Baker, uh, plus a two point conversion, just throws the Buffalo minus seven to the garbage. Mm-hmm. And same thing with the the Baltimore Ravens. Like Arizona gets the first onside kick of the season, if not mistaken, and managed to score three points out of it, just to completely throw a wrench into Baltimore minus eight. So all of those were lovely. Meanwhile, you went ten and six. Congrats! Just go against Alex, and it'll be fine. Yeah, I, I, I need to start going against Alex as well. I guess it's a, it's Just a great me. strategy. It's an amazing strategy. So, I'm guessing you have our overall percentages. I do. Sort of. I haven't calculated it yet because okay. the game wrapped up yesterday. So I will have those updates uh, later in the show, probably. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you know when I do. <laughs> so then, is there any game in particular you want to talk about? There's only really two I want to talk about, and we probably should keep this shorter than we normally do so that we can uh, get through everything in a timely manner. You know the. I guess we, you know at least one of the games I want to talk about. And I guess we can start with that one. I'm pretty sure you're going to talk about your guy, isn't it? <laughs> Will Levis. I told you. What did I tell you? He was the best quarterback in Tennessee. What happened, Alex? What happened when the mayo drinking Will Levis took the field? What happened? I need to throw some cold water on your No, you hype. don't. There's no cold water required for this one. Nah, it, it, there, is, 
There is a need there. You are running way too hot with that one. Uh-huh. I mean, so I'm not going to rain on your parade because he had a good day. Had a great that day. is a fact. Yeah. Great day. Pretty, pretty solid, like, first performance ever in the NFL. And also he being thrown He made me enjoy up. watching the Tennessee Titans. That's an accomplishment of, of its own. So, yes. there you go. But... There's always a but. Any cost like, you in fantasy double double. Uh, that one stung, yeah. <laughs> that one wasn't great. If yeah, you faced DeAndre Hopkins, I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> it did get me a win in the the Star Wars League as well because I had him. Uh Hopkins. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in the league that mattered the most. Didn't work out great. You got victimized by him. He had. How, how many points? I lost track. Was it 55? Ooh. Hopkins. Oh, no, no, no. He had 34.8. Oh, 34.8. Oh, my bad. Yeah. But him and Lamb combined for 75.8 points. I love it. He, uh, like, he scored 154. So seven players scored the same as those two. I love it. Just lovely. And my team had a touchdown the whole like the whole week. They had a touchdown, which was that one to Jamar Chase. But going back to Will Levis, pretty solid performance. I mean, he played well. There's there were some concerns though, because I mean he could have had a few more completions that. I mean, he just completely failed on the short passes, which was my concern out of college. That he wasn't great in the intermediate and short stuff. And he did show that in the short stuff. He would not not overthrow, but like he threw the ball behind the right receivers quite a bit. And they just didn't have time to adjust. Plus the first touchdown, I mean, like if you watch that play, A.J. Terrell just got completely lost in the sauce. And... Hopkins didn't, so Hopkins made the play the and got the touchdown. <laughs> and I, I would argue that's actually, like, that should have been a flag on Hopkins. But it is what it is, and it wasn't. And in the end of the day, they also, like, that last touchdown, that was pretty good. I have to say that. Like, the one to, which was it? One of their random wide receivers, yeah. Nick, uh, Westbrook. Nick Westbrook, yeah, Kine. That one was was pretty good, I mean. Plenty of zip on the ball and nice touch. He did have some oh. nice variation in terms of touch and I will like defend, placement of the ball. So I will defend the short passing a little bit because, to be honest, when you got a howitzer, like everything you want to use it. So like when you're the hammer, everything looks like a nail. So I kind of get those struggles when you're that like supremely talented in an area. You want to use it. Yeah, that is fair. And there is also something that, for example, uh, Zach, Zach Wilson had to, to overcome as well. Yes. Because in his first few years, he would constantly like put way too much zip on those short stuff, yeah. uh, short throws, and it just would you go You just want to use it? You got a can and you want yeah. to use it, man? Like... Yeah. You just, it's, it's a learning curve for sure. So I'm guessing he will eventually get better at that. But it was a solid performance overall to start. In There's... the no-duh 
moment after the game, uh, Will Levis got announced the starter for the Titans next game. In the I, I think the exact <laughs> wording was that if Tannehill doesn't go, then they are going with Will Levis, yes. Oh, I thought he. I thought they just flat out announced him as the starter. No, I don't think so. Maybe I mi- I missed something, but what I know that was said by Vrabel was that they would look at like how Tannehill is doing and go from there. Oh, okay. So they're insane. Gotcha. Okay. Got yeah, it. but they're basically saying that it's it's Lev is not Willis by saying that uh, if Tannehill can't go, it's definitely Levis. Well, no, duh. It's it's not Malik. <laughs> it's not Malik, bro. Malik is terrible. Malik's not it. I yeah. I will maintain that Will Levis is the best quarterback in the Titans organization currently. But you know, I guess if they want to, you know, be boring and lose, and you know, put Tannehill out there, then go have at it. I guess. You know. <laughs> but it was a Probably solid performance. Yeah, I just wish he used. Traylon Burks a bit more, or like any other wide receiver. What is going on but with no. Burks, man? He only got two targets. I don't think he he got a single reception. What is it like? It's not good. What? He's not good. That's <laughs> <laughs> like okay. Like I'm being pretty harsh. It's just like he's probably not 100% healthy yet. So yet. I hope. About, yeah, he's I mean, still on the copium. I, I, think I, I, I wasn't a fan of the, of Burks. the prospect. That's so. fair. Oh, I just, I think at this point, if you haven't produced, it's very likely you're not going to. Like he's not commanding targets off of Hopkins. I, I just, I don't, I can't. I, I I'm off. I'm completely off him. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I'm off him. Yeah, I am as well. I mean, I've been off him for a while. I tried to acquire a few pieces of him during the offseason and just the hope that he, he would yeah. do something as the one. This is before Hopkins. But when Hopkins signed, I just I moved every single Titan that I had outside of Henry. You know but who I didn't move? Who? Will Levis. <laughs> You know, um, there's actually, like, quite a few interesting things here for, like, rookie Titans QBs who made their debut during the season. You know who else threw for four touchdowns in his, like, rookie debut with the Titans? Who? Marcus Mariota. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, maybe the Titans are just unsalvageable and they're just going to ruin Will Levis. That's very possible. I wouldn't put it past them. And I believe there was also another one, uh, which was back in 2004, if not mistaken. That would be Billy. Young. No, the guy that played with him. I believe he played a few games that year. Billy Vol- Volick. Billy Volick. Yeah, Billy Volk. I believe, like, Listen, stop, stop trying to act like good performance is a bad thing. <laughs> it is not. This guy. But I believe he also had like a stretch in which he went completely kaboom uh, back then when he started for them. Billy Volk. I had actually no knowledge of who this guy was until like earlier in the afternoon when I was listening to another show, and they mentioned Billy Volk. 
tell. <laughs> oh, man. So the other game I wanted to talk about is the Bengals 49ers because I actually got to watch that. Joe Burrow was cooking. Joe Burrow actually in the game broke his consecutive completions record against the 49ers. <laughs> I don't know what he finished at, but I know I saw the 18th one. I don't know if he got to 19, 20, 21, but whatever, whatever it was, he's got the new completion record against his, his own personal completion record against the 49ers. Burrow was cooking. Higgins is looking better. Chase is a monster. What's going on with the 49ers? Is it kind of partly on Purdy? Like, yeah, it is. It is. It's kind of looking like it, isn't it? If CMC's not cooking, they're not they're not running. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I guess they made an effort. I didn't watch a whole lot of that game. I was watching it on Red Zone. But it seemed to me like they were actually making an effort to stop him. (laughs) Yeah, I was too busy watching the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, kind of looked like they sold to stop him, and Purdy couldn't do much. It's it's weird because I haven't been like a Purdy believer. I'm I'm also not a Purdy hater. I'm just like. Okay, he's okay. Uh, he gets helped a lot by his by his surroundings, but like he isn't like an MVP candidate. He isn't like something that you try to make of out of him as one of the great QBs in the league. He's just okay, and he's being like positioned to be a better QB than he actually is due to the weapons around him in the scheme. But it is kind of weird that when people were like. Okay, like the stats are good to okay, but like the tape shows some things. Like he's getting, like I said, he's getting pretty lucky with interceptions. Uh, he's making errant throws that are like are being dropped by players. He is such a conflicting player because yes, he has those moments, but he also has moments of brilliance where he'll do something like, like it's about to be the end of, I think it's the second quarter. And he's about to get sacked. And the pressure was behind him. And he sensed the pressure and he th- just threw the ball away and gave the 49ers another play. Like, at, like he'll, he's so conflicting, dude. He'll have moments of brilliance and then he'll have moments of frustration. Yeah, but like uh, when I was saying that, like the main argument was always like, don't look at the tape, focus on the stats. The stats are great. Okay, Perfect. And now that the stats are also not good, now it's like the stats don't even matter now. What even matters right now to evaluate a QB? I do agree. He has some of those moments of brilliance. And I do agree. He has like a pretty great sense of pocket awareness and all of that. He has a great game sense. I'll say that. He has a great game sense. It's definitely a plus for him. But he's kind of not what people try to make him in. Try to make him off. Like he is is closer to average than he is to good, I would say. Yeah, I can agree with that. But, okay, I'm going to be, let's be fair to him, too. He also has gone against the Browns defense and the Bengals defense. And you can say what you want about, you know, the early struggles of the offense. I maintained that 
the Bengals defense played great. It's just Joe Burrow played so bad, mostly because he was, you know, hurt coming into the season that he never really gave the defense a shot to shine. Joe Burrow cooking with this defense is deadly for anyone in the NFL. Yeah, for sure. No, he is back 100% healthy. So, I mean, at this point, they are back to who we thought they were. Yep, 100%. 100%. Unfortunately, I don't think I can put the 49ers at one anymore. Yeah, definitely shouldn't. Hey, man. I'm kind of, I'm kind of having a tough time figuring out who's, like, the what? one for me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, I guess there's like one choice. Oh, we had breaking news here. Breaking this, news. This is now the football show overall. Yeah. The 49ers are trading for an edge rusher. Another one? They, they are trading a, a third round pick in 2022 for Chase 2022? Young. Uh, 2024 for Chase Young. They got Chase Young to go with Nick Bosa? Yes. Oh, my God. They acquired Randy Gregory earlier in the year as well from the Broncos. And but they also have the... aren't scrubs either. Like... I mean, they, they signed Hargraves from the Eagles last year. Yeah. And they have young guys as well, like Drake Jackson rotating there in the, in the, the edge department. That's crazy, dude. Just completely crazy. So, and here's the thing: you have to double team Bosa, so Chase Young is just going to get one on ones all day. Yeah, this is going to be an insane. Like, I'm not the biggest Chase Young fan, but I mean, he's going to get one on ones. Yeah, in this game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) like in this situation, that's pretty nasty. That's a pretty nasty duo. And I know I'm forgetting someone else, which is, uh, of course, they also have, is it Armstead that they have yeah. as a defensive tackler? And I think they have another good edge rusher, which I'm forgetting right now. But I can check that real quick. But yeah, like crazy trade, especially he basically went for less than Monte Sweat. Monte Sweat was traded earlier in the in the in the day. Uh, to the Chicago Bears for a 2024 second. So you went for less than Montez Sweat. That's crazy. Why didn't and this this once again showcasing how much better the 49ers run office is than the Bears. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going a bit off the rails here, but since it's we're talking about rails, that one. Yeah, yeah, like we're deviating a bit from the script, but I we needed to talk about this anyway. So, like that trade to me makes absolutely no sense. Like, how are you gonna trade a pick who's probably what thirty-five to thirty-eight at this point in the early second that they traded for him for a guy who's gonna be a free agent next year who offers you nothing for like you're not making any sort of playoff run or anything like that. So how are you going to trade that for a guy who basically will have every single piece of leverage when negotiating a deal next year? Because, like, I mean, you can just hold on and say, okay, I'm going to another team and you spend a second in vain. Like, and you're going to pay a guy who's... You're going to pay a guy who's okay, but not great. Like, he's okay to good. He's not like a great edge rusher to me. 
you're gonna have to pay him like over 20 million a year like and pay the second for him that's asinine to me like just nuts like i don't understand that front office it's why i said rip justin fields as soon as the pick came and you can say what you want about fields but the situation definitely didn't help and he was kind of set up to fail from the get-go i think no matter what quarterback you could replace fields with anyone mac jones in that class mac jones zach wilson they would have failed you can't i agree i agree it was just rough from the start they just had no one yeah, and exactly. he still doesn't have much. He has more than he had. Like the offensive line is better. Like outside, like receiver, I guess he has DJ Moore and Darnell Mooney. But like Mooney isn't. I don't think Mooney's a great two. He's an okay player, but I think he makes a lot of good plays. Honestly, he he does make a lot of good plays. So I'm maybe maybe I'm just underrating him. I would like. I would just expect like a different type of player for him. To be honest, I would be much more. It's it's like he's a fine two, but I would be much more comfortable with him as a three. That's my point. Like I think it's an excellent three. Um, but yeah, like crazy trade from that front office after the the Chase Claypool Claypool deal last year, they follow it up with this one. Just great it's like stuff. They're trying, but they're not trying. I don't know, like. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like they're trying but not trying at the same time. They're just trying to be bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it feels like. Like they're trying to play the lip service. They're trying to make it look like they're like doing things, but they're just all catastrophic things. So (laughs) I don't know. I guess I guess we can we can just keep up on uh, like whatever single trade that pops up. But uh, there was another game that I want to talk about, and it is the Seattle Seahawks who beat the Cleveland Browns uh, 24-20. That game looked really rough there for a patch. Okay. I was starting to think we were going to lose it. And then in the end, like PJ Walker is just not good and throws a pick but to... You want to know the sad thing? He's better than Dorian Thompson Robinson. It is. That is true. Sad Marginally better. Like, remarkably better. I don't that's know, That's the sad part. P.J. Walker had eight yards per attempt versus the Seahawks. Dorian Thompson, Thompson Robinson had nine. <laughs> don't ask me how many balls either of them threw, but <laughs> those are the hard cold stats. One of them had a 104.2 rating. The other had a 59.6. Did the Browns cross the half the fifty yard line? Uh, they did, but like I believe, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we did have like Seahawks weren't great. Like Gino had a pretty tough game, like two interceptions. I believe the one of them. Well, yeah, that is you... true. That is true. But still, like the offense didn't look that good for most of the game plus they really went away from the run which is not something i expected to be saying about the seahawks but i mean the running backs ran the ball a total of 13 times in a game in which they were up 14 had a good run 
Yeah, Charbonnet had a good run. Uh, Kenneth Walker had a good run. I believe Charbonnet had a 21-yard run. Uh, Kenneth Walker had a 45-yard run. Kenneth's were was more basically explosiveness, just the things that he does well. Charbonnet broke a few tackles to get there, like two or three or something like that. Well, I guess I understand why you would want to, like... No, I don't understand why you would want to pass more against the Browns defense. I was gonna, I I, I was gonna say why you would want to run more to tire out Miles Garrett, and then I realized they didn't do that, and I'm just like, wait a minute, what are they doing? What was the plan? Just have Miles Garrett kill Geno Smith so Drew Locke has to come in? Yeah, like <laughs> it. We weren't running the ball great because outside of those two big runs, or I think there was another one running there, uh, like. We were averaging like three to two something to three yards per carry, so kind of not great. Um, but I mean, just completely going away from it, it's kind of not the Seahawks identity. Plus, we are giving carries to D. Eskridge and Jake Bobo now, so Jake Bobo. Oh no, Jake Bobo just scores touchdowns, man. Oh, Yet another touchdown scored by him. Oh, Jake Bobo, man. Yeah, they like this guy. I mean, he was the talk of the camp. Yeah, he has three touchdowns on the year, if not mistaken. And he was making waves, and you know that Pete usually finds like one late round or undrafted guy that he usually like likes to shear on for the rest of the year. And this year is Jake Bobo. <laughs> I oh man, the splits weren't great for Walker though. I I think it's probably because of the injury because he was injured for part of the week, if not mistaken. Um, Charbonnet missed last week's game and came back healthy. So, and Walker, uh, I have actually no idea which injury he had, but it's something that <laughs> limited them or took him out until I believe it's Thursday. Nice. So I want to say it's part of the, the the issue here. But Pete also talked pretty highly of Charbonnet. Now that's mm-hmm. not like new for Pete because he would hype yep, up like. Yeah, like he would hype up the Eskridge, and it's hard to talk up the Eskridge. So <laughs> I wouldn't hard. put a whole lot of stock yes. in that. <laughs> I don't think like there's a magical like running back shift tri- uh, shift here. But yeah, I like, mean, I'm not suggesting that because I am. I think that I think if Walk, I I'm think talking. if Walker is hurt. If Walker is genuinely hurt, I think you could see them shift to like a 60-40 split for Charbonnet for like a week or two to get, you know, Kenneth Walker rested more. But that's probably only going to be for a week or two. And that's basically what happened here. I think it was like the 55-40, something like that, for them at running back. So. Favorite shot. Yeah, in favor of Charbonnet. Uh, like, Walker did out-touch him. So, he was still, like, in the lead in that department. 
but I believe, and I, I have that here, um, I can check it real quick, but I want to say that it was a 55-45 split or something yeah, of sorts fair. for the week. But yeah, I mean, the offense looked iffy. The defense is finally looking like it should. Uh, okay, so it was 59-41 to 41 this week in terms of snaps. In terms of touches, it was... 10 to okay in terms of touches it was 9 to 7 so to Kenneth there but yeah offense still struggled quite a bit the defense is just playing great right now uh, Trey Brown um, Tariq Woolen and Devin Witherspoon all are playing amazing and now with Jamal Adams back he's making plays as well so this should be like end season form for the defense here and because i say this we're gonna get completely plummeted next week next week by the ravens <laughs> it's just gonna uh, the happen. ravens are so tricky dude they are but they are pretty good i would say yeah i guess that's fair i do think they are a good team other than that like the Jets with the Giants. That was a barn burner. 23 points in the game. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor went down uh, with a back injury, if not mistaken, which meant that Danny DeVito had to play quite a bit. Danny DeVito completed two passes on seven attempts. That's just... <laughs> What That's a play. Crazy. Yeah, they were running quite a bit of Saquon Barkley Wildcat. And I believe Saquon had almost 40 touches in the game. Yeah, he had 39 touches in the game. That's just ridiculous. But yeah, like, Zach Wilson didn't play great. But he limited the turnovers. He, I believe he had like a fumble or something like that. Uh, he was sacked four times. Uh, didn't play his best game, but I didn't play bad either. And much like Zach Wilson, he just didn't do much for like, what, 59 minutes. And then in the last minute of the game, the defense was completely thinking that they had it. And it just makes two big completions to set up a field goal and throw the game to, to overtime. I think they need to find a way in which Zach Wilson doesn't think about the game. He just plays. Basically. He just plays? He just plays. Because that's what he does in those like last few minutes of the game. I mean, he's just going with the flow and he's making plays and he's getting com big completions. And when he thinks, it seems like he just overthinks everything a bit too much. So just don't think... Dude, just. Go out there and play. Play like it's, what, street ball. Just go for it. <laughs> he says, he's like, just go for it. Oh, finally. Tyson Badgent. Oh, what God, could have no. been? Oh. What could have been? I've sent you two plays there. Which, I mean, the dude should have had what 
two passing touchdowns plus a rushing touchdown that he did have, we would be looking at him. Plus, that is what? That is an extra, I want to say, 80 yards. So that's 300 yards passing over that. I mean, if to do that 300 yards passing, two, two touchdowns, two picks, and a rushing TD, everyone would be looking at him as the next like guy for the Bears. But he didn't. So it is what it is. But the receivers just let him down massively. And the refs for a bit there. The the Mooney one was partly on the refs. But Vilas Jones is just terrible. That drop, like, you shouldn't be in the league, my guy. Yeah, that was a pretty rough drop. I mean, <laughs> to be to be fair to him, he did fall. Yet the ball still still hit him in the chest. He was on the ground. I don't know. He just needed to like grab the ball, like the ball was. He had the possession of the ball, and then he just he just let it bounce a bit more, and then it just completely went through his legs. But like he had a realistic chance of getting that. I mean, you're not wrong. Oh, we have more breaking news. Not a trade. This one. But after trading for Joshua Dobbs... Okay, I was about the... to bring that up. Joshua Dobbs okay. to the Vikings. Just remember, yes. one, two, throw Justin Jefferson. That's the job, jo- That's the job, Dobbs. That's it. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to know. Throw Justin Jefferson. That's all you got to know. They traded for him earlier in the, in, the, in the day. But now Kevin O'Connell is saying that for this week versus the Falcons... Oh, dare say it. They are going to start rookie QB Jaron Hall. Oh my god. I actually had a soft spot for Jaron Hall out of college. Why? <laughs> BYUQB. Jaron Stop Hall. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> He's just another BYU guy. I wonder if they get like. If they still get credit for like making. Um, the guy who backed up Montana and then play Steve Young. If they still get credit for like getting Steve Young out of BYU, like okay, this guy's from BYU, Steve Young was from BYU, let's give him a chance. I wonder if that's still a thing. <laughs> oh my! But yeah, Jaron Hall, like last two years in college, I believe he had over five thousand yards and he had fifty-one touchdowns, if not mistaken. Plus, he has some rushing upside. He had 600 yards across the last two years in college. <sighs> and he played with Puka Nakuba. He was the guy that played with Puka. Does he know how to one-two throw to Justin Jefferson? Well, I I hope he knows something else because he won't have Justin Jefferson this week. This is true. So, if that's all he knows, that's going to be rough because there's no Justin Jefferson. Yeah. How many more weeks is Jefferson out? Another week or two? Um, Let me check. Because that was, what, week four? So this is week four. This would be the last one in which he was on on the IR. But if Sleeper could help me here, that would be tremendous. Okay, I'm just checking your team because you're the proud owner of Justin Jefferson. I am the proud owner of Justin Jefferson. My team's pretty nice. Yes, it is. You just completely went for it out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. 
one and six record. So he was placed on IR seventeen days ago, I believe. So then this is the third week. Okay, twenty days ago. My bad. Yeah, oh, 20. um, okay. twenty days. Yeah, I think this is the last week in which he's on IR. Okay. Yeah. He okay. went on week five. So after week five. So six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, nine. Yeah, we're, we're golden. I just, yeah, I just got to survive this week and I got Justin Jefferson back. There we go. And there Imagine was. How many points. Go ahead. There, there was an update here. I believe. Um, yes. Uh, NFL, uh, NFL Networks, NFL. Rappaport said that he will come back sooner rather than later. So because there was the the one like you would miss between four to six weeks, it seems that is now closer to the four weeks. There we go. Give me my Justin Jefferson, baby. Yeah, but it is gonna be Jaron Hall this week. Maybe it changes next week. Probably does. Hmm. Vikings plan to start Jaron Hall. I just got the notification. <sighs> See, I always get those ahead of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just I get them on Twitter, so that's faster. Okay. But yeah, that Chargers game, um, we had our first Quinton Johnston sighting. It was a pretty good sighting. It just took Palmer going down for it to happen. Yeah, he did come back eventually, but there were a few plays in there in which they were actively looking for Gwendon Johnson as the first read. Like, he still didn't look great, but he looked serviceable. I I actually found myself in a position in which I was sort of advocating for Gwendon Johnson, which was pretty crazy. Like, I wasn't saying that he was good. I was defending the fact that he he wasn't being used properly. Like, if uh-huh. there's any way that he succeeds in the league, it's by using him that way. And that's how he, like, excelled in college. And the Chargers just saw that and just completely didn't care about it and put him in a completely different role. And I was just getting arguments of, like, yeah, but he's not even good at that. And I'm like, okay, but how do I know that? Like, he isn't being used that way. So I find myself myself in that weird position, which was fun. <laughs> you defended? I defended that he wasn't being used properly. Like oh, I don't okay. I did defend that he's good because I don't think he's good. I defended that if he has any chance of being a wide receiver in this league, it's being used in a certain way and he wasn't. So that's okay. coaching stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah, the coaching staff. What did I say in previous episodes? Is there a possibility the coaching staff is so terrible that it's more on that than Quentin Johnston actually being as bad as you say he is? Could be. Oh, another breaking news. If those are just coming in flying, the Browns are trading wide receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones. To the Lions. Ooh. Interesting. So wait, who's the Browns' second wide receiver then now? Elijah Uh, Moore. It's Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. And I guess this opens up 
some sort of opportunity for the guy out of Tennessee. Um, Cedric, was it Cedric something? The rookie, Cedric Wilson? No, I'm misplacing Oh, not here. Cedric It's not Wilson. Cedric Wilson. Uh, who's the rookie out of BYU that they, uh, out of Tennessee that they drafted this year? Um, rookie wide receiver, Tennessee. It is, it is, uh, of course this just shows me, Michael Woods the second. um, uh, no, that was from a previous year. He was in the same team as Jalen Hyatt out of college. Well, he's not listed on the Browns ESPN depth chart. Who this might open up for is going to be interesting. What about David Bell? Cedric Tillman? Cedric Tillman, that's the guy. Isn't he from Tennessee, or I'm just completely misremembering it? Uh, quick and honest. He is from Tennessee. He's 6'3", Okay. 215. Wow, that's a pretty good profile. Yes, As far as that's frame goes, the that's guy. a good frame. That's the guy that they drafted this year that some people were high on. So it's going to be between David Bell or him. And I would say it's probably him. David Bell is kind of wherever at this point. David Bell is kind of whatever at this point. <laughs> I mean, there's not much to like with David Bell, to be honest. Like, I usually don't get thrilled with 4-6-8 wide receivers. Wide receivers who run a 4-6-8... Those guys are just great. Like, try run a 4 6 8 versus those speedy ass corners. But Well, we'll see. yeah, another But yeah, Browns trade in trick. the books. So, what does that mean for Donovan Peoples Jones? Do you think he'll be the number two behind uh, Amon Ross St. Brown? I just think they want fast guys out there. They have Khalif Raymond. They now have Donovan Peoples Jones. They have. Uh, Jamison Williams as well. They have uh, the other guy, Josh Reynolds. He's not a really speed guy, so he plays a different role at this point. But maybe a similar enough role to to Donovan Peoples Jones. Kind of like an amalgam of guys there for wide receiver two. Jamison had another drop yesterday. Uh, he did have a good catch that went for quite a bit of yardage. And I guess we can make that the last game we talk about, Yeah. unless there's someone, something No, that else has we want to to talk be about. the last Okay. game. I think we should uh, get with our Wrap predictions. up that section. Yeah. Um, that game was was something. Like, that game was a, what, I think it was a nine-point game or something like that, all the way to the end. And, like, the Lions were playing pretty good. They just weren't being able to capitalize on it in the end. I mean, if I told you that a team went 126 yards passing and had, what, 70 or 80 yards rushing, like versus a team who had over, over 500 yards of, of offense, all around offense, what would you guess the score would be? <laughs> Yeah, a blowout in favor of the Lions. And it was a 12-point game. It was a 9-point game for most of it. Lions scored a, a field goal late. Lions just weren't being able to score. And, like, the game ended 26-14 to the Lions. Raiders had a pick 6. 
uh, with Marcus Peters. Just really weird game. They were basically talking about that game, like uh, in the broadcast. They were talking about that game as it was over, as a nine-point game with like ten minutes to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was pretty hilarious that they were just like, "Yeah, the Lions are the best team," and they started to do all of that. Like next week they face whatever, and the week after they face whatever, and now they are moving on to six and two, for example. And the game had like ten minutes left as a nine-point game. But Jameer Gibbs had himself the day. I guess I should have made that trade for him in that NAS. Yeah. Sort of kicking myself there, but 26 carries, 152 yards rushing, a touchdown rushing. Yeah. He also caught five balls for 37 yards. So he had almost 200 yards from scrimmage. And yeah. when they come back from the bye, David Montgomery will be healthy and he will go back to 10 touches, Jameer Gibbs. That's just crazy. That's just crazy. Like how good they are at like getting production out of running backs and how annoying it is to own their backfield in, fa- in fantasy. I just think you can start both. I have both in a few Did leagues. Yeah, I mean, when both were healthy to start the year, and this was when they were ramping up Jameer Gibbs. I mean, Gibbs was a, what, 9 to 10 point scorer per game in, like, PPR. I mean, that's serviceable as a running back 2 or 3, depending on the league. That's okay to serviceable. Like, he wasn't getting a ton of carries, but he was getting targets and catches. And I do think he will be more involved now that he's been ramped up. So I think you can start both. I mean, just in this game, like Craig Reynolds at 14 carries for 74 yards. And also like Jameer wasn't really the goal line back. So he didn't have any of that. It was Craig Reynolds for most of it. So I do think you can start both, to be honest. Maybe. Yeah. I kind of kind of am surprised that there hasn't been a Devontae Adams trade. Two? Because I thought, yeah. I thought he, like have you seen De- Devontae has been so inconsistent, not in like real life, but in fantasy because of how bad the quarterback play is. Like I said at the end, I said that he would just request a trade. <laughs> yeah, I. that's what I'm saying. I'm kind of surprised that he hasn't been traded in real life. How has he not the... requested a trade? That's, that's what I want to know. How has he not requested a trade? I don't know. When, when that game ended, he just went to the bench and slammed the helmet and was just completely pissed off. Like, he had seven targets, a catch for 11 yards. Like... Garoppolo completely missed them on a 60-yard bomb in which he was wide open. Cam Sutton just messed up the coverage there. And another 40-yard touch that would have been a 40-yard touchdown. Two big incompletions. Uh, Adams did have a drop there, kind of boggling drop for him. But mm-hmm. still, like, I understand the frustration. Like, 
that's just going nowhere. Like less or around 200 yards of all-purpose offense for him then. It's bad. Yeah, it's, it's just terrible. bad. Did you see um, Josh Jacobs' answer when he was asked, like, how can they fix the offense and all of that thing? <laughs> they just turned around and said, I mean, it's not my job, so I don't know. <laughs> it's not, though. Yeah. And Adams, when asked about, like, his thoughts on the game, he said, this has never happened to me before. I have no words. I have no words. Yeah. I... He's speechless. If they had the money, Josh McDaniels would be out of there, but they don't, so he's the the head coach till the end of the season. Till the end of the season? You think at you least think he's... <laughs> Oh man. like the issue with Las Vegas, the Raiders, it's they're one of the poor if not mistaken, they are one of the poorest franchises in the league in terms of cash flow. So it would be pretty hard to like fire a guy with his sort of contract after <laughs> having already I mean because they are still paying if not mistaken they are still paying Gruden as well so that's just terrible yeah it is but <laughs> I love it uh, the Raiders are the dumpster fire I said they were going to be at the start of the season Alex Unfortunately, they should just give Aiden O'Connell a chance. They should just give Aiden O'Connell a chance. This guy. They should, though. <laughs> you, you won't do any worse. Can, is there a worst? <laughs> Good question. There's worse? There's worse than Remember when you said Derek Carr wasn't much better than Jimmy Garoppolo? You still, you still, you still agree? Do you still agree, Alex? Um, is is Jimmy I Garoppolo mean, like the same as Derek Carr? Is he, Alex? Do, do you want to talk about the Saints? Is that where we're going? <laughs> uh, because, uh, yeah, I mean, he had a pretty solid day versus probably the worst secondary in the league. But, I mean, I would really appreciate if you would just stop overthrowing Chris Olave. Like, dude, oh. get a grip. Get a goddamn grip. But, yeah, oh. Carr is better than Garoppolo. I still don't think the gap is huge. And Garoppolo is playing hurt. I would agree. I would think so with the back injury. Uh, well, I'm going to disagree on that one, I guess, but, uh, okay. So we have to do our power rankings and we still have predictions for next week. So yes. Who goes first in the power rankings? Uh, I guess I can, since I have to admit defeat with this one, I, I tried to hold pad on the 49ers, but I cannot any longer. I I dropped him pretty bigly. Um All right, he'll start. Uh my 10 is the 49ers. Yikes. You're yeah. lower on them than I am. 
Yeah. Nine is the Browns. Eight is the Bengals. Seven is the Cowboys. Six is the Ravens. Five is the Jags. Four is the Lions. Three is the Chiefs. Two is the Dolphins. And the Eagles have to be one right now. They just have to be. I debated putting Dolphins at one, but it it has to be the Eagles. I'm still going to push back on the Eagles. At this point, (laughs) I might be be an Eagles hater. Yeah, at this point, you might as well just call yourself an Eagles hater. Could be. I just think the other... They're playing well, just not well enough, darn it! They should be 8-0! I mean, I, I am completely flabbergasted as to how the commanders lost that game. <laughs> so I mean I I don't know what to tell you, man. I just I watch those games and they don't seem like a team that should be the best team in the league. But then again I have a pretty rough time like saying who's the best team in the league at this point. I just tough, dude. I don't think there's a team who's the best team in the league. I think like my four my top three I guess my top three could all be number one because they all have ups and downs I could argument a few things for them but we'll start from the bottom here and my 10th team is the Dallas Cowboys I'm still not 100% sure they are the team who who they showed to be in the, the Rams matchup I guess this is a pretty interesting matchup versus the Eels this week. Yep. At nine, I mean, the disrespect that you had for the NFC West leading team, the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, this guy. You don't even have them in your top 10, and they are what? They are right. currently. I, I mean, they are leading a division. So they should be ahead of the 49ers for you. No. That's not happening. Okay. At eight, I have the Buffalo Bills. At seven, I have Cincinnati. Six, I have the Detroit Lions. At five, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Four, I have the San Francisco 49ers still. I haven't. You haven't cl- four, wow. Yeah, I still, I'm still not going to drop them that much. I need to see another game. At three, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. Three? At, yeah. <laughs> I just, I can't put them any higher. They probably oh should God. be higher at this point, yeah. but I, I can't. Like At this point, you're just being stubborn to be stubborn. Uh, I guess that's just what we're going to do this year with the, the Eagles. Until I need to admit defeat, until they show me like a completely clean football game. I just have to go against them, which is kind of dumb because the team that I have won has shown me plenty of games in which they haven't been perfect whatsoever. But yeah, uh, at two, I have the Miami Dolphins. And at one, I'm still going to put KC. I'm going to give them a pass for this game. They're giving them a pass? They are getting like the one free pass that I give to teams. I gave mine to Buffalo in the London game. I'm giving... The KC Chiefs. Neither of us have Buffalo in our top 10 currently, by the way. I have them. I have them eight. Oh, eight. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it was a snow game conditions. I mean, there wasn't snow on the field actually, but the conditions weren't great. Plus, you report uh, Mahomes reportedly had the flu, and not every single player can be Michael Jordan when they have the flu. So divisional game conditions weren't great. Oh, he had the you know flu. What? You know what? You know what? You deserve this. You deserve this. I'm sorry. You deserve this. There you go. I probably deserve that. Yeah. Not a great game by Mahomes or anyone on the on the Chiefs, but they are still my number one team. Like I'm probably if I would put anyone else at number one, it's probably Miami. I probably never put Philadelphia at one. Although never? they are... <laughs> You're not even gonna at, consider it at this point. But they are like one of like the top three teams to me can all be number one. I just would much easierly put Miami at one instead of Philadelphia. Like I would make in my mind the argument easier for Miami. Wow. But yeah. I think you we, are a hater. I I might be. Maybe I just haven't surpassed my Jalen Hurts draft take as I expected. <laughs> <laughs> He's still sipping on the Jalen Hurts hater aid. Okay, and this is out of the way. So we are just missing the Lions for the week. Yep. Guess I can start this one. Are you ready? Oh, oh boy. I know what I'm doing this week. <laughs> Okay, the Tennessee Titans at the Pittsburgh Steelers for Thursday night football. Uh, we do have quite a few, a bit of buys this week, so the slate Not should be games. smaller. Yeah. yeah, I believe we have four or five, something like that, teams on buy. Um, but yeah, Titans at Steelers over under is 36 and a half. Yikes, which is the lowest on the week. That's pretty low just... for a Will Levis game. <laughs> yes. And the Steelers well... are three-point favorites. And I uh-huh. am picking the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, perfect. I'm going with the Titans, assuming Will Levis starts. I might have just picked the team uh, that is currently starting. Mitch Trubisky? Yes, you did. Congratulations. Uh, that's Going up crazy. against Will Levis. Yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Go get it. Go get it, Alex. Like, I can definitely see a scenario in which, like, the house of cards that Will Levis built in a day just completely comes down because TJ Watt wrecks havoc. I can also pretty easily see a scenario in which he throws for 300 yards, three touchdowns, and dominates again. So, I am still taking Pittsburgh, because I think the first scenario is more likely. Then we have the early game. This is is a pretty good early game. I believe this one is in Germany. Are you seeing the game? I believe this one is for you. Oh, sorry. The... Dolphins at the Chiefs. 
Uh, the Chiefs are favored by two points. Uh, give me the Dolphins. This is in Munich, if I'm not mistaken. So give me the Dolphins. Hmm. That's an interesting spot. Two points. Two points. Upset alert. Oh, you. Oh, okay, you think they win? I, don't know, I guess two points. You just sort of have to say that. Yeah. You might as well be saying they went upright. So yeah. Yeah. So I am. I'm going against you here. I think this is a bounce back spot by KC. Okay. But this is going to be that this either is a barn burner or this is one of those games that looks great and then has like five point, uh, five point five, five scores and like three of them are, are field goals. So if the Kansas City offense isn't scoring points, Kansas City is in trouble. And that's why I'm picking yeah. Miami. Because but I Miami's think there's more scenarios Kansas City is in trouble than there are Miami's in trouble. Yeah, that's fair, to be honest. This is the highest over under on the week. It's I'm 51. going under on that, though, probably. 51's a lot of points, dude. I don't know. Yeah, 51, it's, especially for a game in Germany. Those, like, overseas games can be sort of sluggish at times because teams are adapting to the... To a different environment basically than they're used to. Okay, so Miami plus two for you. Next up, it's my Seattle Seahawks at the Baltimore Ravens. The Seahawks are five and a half point underdogs at Baltimore. Uh-huh. Over under is 43 points. And they keep doubting the the best team in the NFC West. So I'm just gonna take Seattle. Plus the points. Ooh. That's the spot you wanted to take. Crap. Huh. Well then. Um. <laughs> what to do, what to do, what to do. You know what? Go against Alex. Alright, give me Baltimore. It's probably your least favorite pick of the week. Yeah, it's probably one of them. Yeah, it's up there. All right, so next one. Cardinals at Browns. Browns are favored by eight points. Uh, give me the Cardinals. I, I, I trust the Browns defense in an eight-point spread. I do not trust the Browns offense to cover the eight-point spread, and that's the problem. <laughs> And that's I mean, the problem. <laughs> the only thing worse than picking a game in which your starting QB is Mitch Trubisky is probably picking a game in which your starting QB could be uh, Clayton Tune, <laughs> like he's like he's a Looney Tune or something against the Browns defense. Just give me the Browns the, minus the eight. The Browns point. defense might score fourteen points in this game, and just that might be it. Yeah, like I could see this. This is the second lowest tied for second lowest over under in the week. Yeah. Um, and like I don't know, man. I just don't see anything from Arizona. I did get burned last week. The spread was also eight, and it ended up being a seven-point game. But I'm going with Cleveland minus eight. Okay. Okay. Next up. 
It's the Chicago Bears at the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> the Saints are seven and a half point favorites with an over got, under of buddy? 41 and a half. Who you got, buddy? Oh, snap. <sighs> Can I trust Tyson Badgett again? Can I trust Tyson Badgett? Or can I trust the team around Tyson Badgett? That's the issue. There you go. Tyson Badgett can't win with these cats. Okay, so I am definitely taking the Saints. Saints minus seven and a half. All right. Well, then I am going to take the Bears plus seven and a half. Let's go, Tyson. Going against, going against your mighty Saints. I'm going against Alex. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Okay, next up. Alave could have like 150 yards in this game, by the way. <laughs> if Derek Carr can get him the ball. That would be a first. <laughs> I just like he's one of the most targeted wide receivers in the league. Just who who who's the who's the the uh, the Browns? The Bears co- corner or DB that's defending Chris Alave. Who is it? I mean, right now I would say it's Jalen Johnson, but he has requested a trade earlier today. So <laughs> that's their it? best corner. Who is it? Oh, uh, Who's defending like, Chris Olave, Alex? Probably a rookie somewhere. Like, I, I probably know the name because I play IDP. Uh, but, like, at the top of my mind, like, as you can imagine, a Bears cornerback is not someone you want to have in IDP. So, <laughs> listen, Alex. It's, I can yeah. just check the depth chart real quick. I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm in it. The guy who's gonna go against Chris Olave right now, assuming Jalen Johnson gets traded, it's the okay. It's Kyler Gordon probably, who is a second-year cornerback. Yeah, out of Washington. It's it's pretty solid. But Jalen Johnson is like a pretty great corner right now. Yeah, Caleb Gordon is okay, solid. He's about to get torched by Chris Olave. Probably. Probably. I would say so. All right. Is, am I next? You are next. All right. My next game is the Minnesota Vikings. At the Atlanta Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons are favored by four and a half. And I trust that as much as I can throw the football in real life. So give me the Minnesota Vikings. The Jaron Hall-led Minnesota Vikings. Yes. This is going to be like, you're going to be so depressed after this game having like Drake London, Kyle Pitts, like two of the three first round picks for the. Falcons, I, I'm not even sure gonna, that Drake London plays. You're gonna like smash except on that deal, like after you watch that game. Yeah, I believe you're just London, gonna rage smash it. London you're gonna hurt. rage smash it. I'm telling you right now. Could be. I, I don't need them that this week, so that's the issue here. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be. At least it's my. It might be Tyler Heineke, so. That's yeah. my one saving grace. That said, I'm taking Atlanta minus four and a half. 
I fair. just can't trust Jaron Hall in his first game in. So maybe that just means it's Will Levis now. It just has like a Will Levis day. Maybe everyone's Will Levis now. Maybe, maybe. Okay, next up for me, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Houston Texans. Before you give this line, how far have we come that the Houston Texans are favored in a game? Pretty far, especially after they lost last week. It was on a late field goal, but still. The Texans have come pretty dang far. They have, they have. They're like three and four, if not mistaken. So, yeah. I didn't expect them to win as many games as they're winning, so. But regardless, I am taking the Buccaneers plus two and a half. The over under is 40. I'm not sure if I mentioned that. But I am taking the Buccaneers because Houston can't run the ball. Whatever they do, they can't run the ball. And I I suspect Stroud won't have as clean as of a pocket as he said previously. All right. Give me Houston. Oh, okay. Houston. Who do you got for us next? Uh, <laughs> what are we on right now? Commanders at Patriots. Patriots are favored by three and a half. Give me the Commanders. It's sort of a weird line. How are the Patriots favored by three and a half? I guess they have home field advantage. So they're telling us the Patriots are like a one point team better than like the Commanders, for example. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I don't know if that's true either. And but this could be one of those Bill Belichick games versus young QBs, which just completely embarrasses. And the Patriots yeah. win like by seventeen. So I wouldn't yeah. even be shocked by that. Um, I do like the Commanders quite a bit. But that said, I think I'll have to go with New England. New England's minus three and a half. Okay. Just think this is going to be a rough game somehow. We still on pace for close to 100 sacks this season. He did have only one or two last, last game versus the Eagles. But yeah, still getting sacked a whole lot. Next up for me, it's the Los Angeles Rams at the green, the once mighty Green Bay Packers. The Packers uh-huh. are three point favorites because I'm assuming Stafford is going to be out, and the over under is forty. So without Stafford, I think I'm taking the Packers minus three. All right, give me the Rams. Did you see the comments from McVeigh when he was asked if uh, Stetson Bennett would be the the starting QB? No, what was the comment? Uh, McVeigh simply said, "We will be looking outside of the building for help." (laughs) (laughs) That's the vote of confidence right there. 
Give me the Rams still. Everything's fine. Everything will be fine. I have a feeling this is the Alex week. No, this, this could is probably... be. I, I do need one week in which I just go off. <laughs> yeah, you just need one week. Just one week. Just yeah, I, I've made like the calculations of where we are. God, don't get in my end. way. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. I think this one is for you. The Colts at the Carolina Panthers. The Colts are favored by two and a half points. Give me Bryce Young. I think I'm going to tell you right on that. Uh, Bryce Young came out and looked pretty solid. His first game back from by after uh, facing the, um, the Houston Texans. I was seeing some stats here that mentioned that like... ZPA per play and all that really went up this week. And his effectiveness overall in the passing game really went up this week. So I think he's finally getting acclimated to the NFL. So give me the Panthers plus two and a half as well. Because God knows no one in that Colts defense can stop anyone. Adam Thielen might legitimately be the wide receiver one this week in fantasy. Maybe. That's interesting. That's always fun. Okay, so breaking news regarding the guy we'll be covering, Chris Olave. After a day of exploration of trades, Jalen Johnson is expected to stay in Chicago. So we should be covering Chris Olave. Oh, oh. Chris Olave is still going to go off. Let's be real. You need to make one soundboard here, which is the the one guy I believe is British, uh, the Shiver Me Timbers guy. Shiver Me Timbers guy. <laughs> you never saw that. Never. Okay, you need to to go Do look I it up have and have it. Audio. Do I have the? Audio? I might yeah. actually already have it. We'll see. It's just a guy saying, "Oh, Shiver Me Timbers." Basically saying, oh, I should really be afraid. Okay. Something like that. The audio is fun. Okay. And next up, it's the Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are three-point favorites. And the over-under is 46 points. (sighs) I'm taking... Reluctantly, I am taking... How about them Cowboys? I'm going with the Cowboys, plus three. I'm going with the Cowboys, plus three, huh? Yes, sir. (sighs) All right, give me the Eagles. You also don't seem to love that play. No, no, but I mean, you got you got to stick with your guns, you know. <laughs> so, you know, if you if the if the plan is to go against Alex, then go against Alex, and you know, I'm sure I don't feel good right now, but I'm sure I'm gonna come in, you know, next week, and I'm gonna be up twelve to like two, and everything will be all right with the world. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right, after that depressing 
Oh. I had my things messed up. One second. Technical difficulties. We're having some <laughs> technical difficulties here. We are missing now three games. Okay, here we go. Giants at Raiders. <laughs> That's going to be a blast. The Raiders are favored by two points. This is... How is this... This this is tied. Okay, I about to say... No, it's not. How is this not the lowest scoring game of the week? How is this the not the lowest scoring game of the Oh, my God. They don't think we'll let this... They we'll don't. Be able they to don't. Get this. Yeah, they don't have faith. They don't have the faith. They don't trust Give me the Giants plus two. Yeah, I'm on the same side. Just after what I saw last night from Las Vegas, it's rough. I have to go with the Giants here. The Giants' defense has been playing quite, quite a bit of good football, to be honest. So, oh boy, and you have a primetime game Buffalo Bills at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are two and a half point favorites with the second highest over under on the week at 48 and a half. Mm -hmm. I think this is actually going to be the highest scoring game of the week. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. I just hope it doesn't go as well as the last one. So, and I'm sorry to break it to you, but I am taking Cincinnati minus two and a half. I hate you. <laughs> this is going to test we your belief. We own You're... the Bills. <laughs> Give me Buffalo. Oh my God! You're picking against your team. <laughs> you cursed. You you laid a curse upon my team. Unfortunately. Oh now, my God! <laughs> now this the streak is over. The Bills are about to beat us. You 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 laid the curse. You wished ill. Oh my God! <laughs> well, I did. I did put the the curse on my team as well. So there you go. All right, last game. Chargers at Jets. Chargers favored by three. I never feel good picking the Chargers. Give me the Chargers. To me, this is a pretty weird line because I think the Jets are probably a better team than the Chargers at this point. Is that a not take? Kinda. Okay, because we just went from witnessing the Chargers completely blew it to then like facing a pretty meh Bears team and just dominating. They were like a 10-point favorite. Yeah. And now like versus one of the best defenses in the NFL. I mean, playing in prime time. Prime time Zach Wilson is a thing, I guess. Give me the Chargers. Uh, my oh my bad, I almost said the Chargers <laughs> minus three. <laughs> Give me the Jets plus three in my upset of the week. Oh god! The last one went great. So, oh man, 
All right, so we got through everything. It's like 41. So is there something else you wish to talk about? Probably related to fantasy because we have, this has been a more NFL-focused episode generally. Uh, The holiday special really messed us up. Go on. Yeah, just another day, another lose in the Dynasty Nas Nas League. (sighs) Most points scored in the loss. That should be an honorary Alex Award. Just 130 scored, but I went against Hopkins and CD. How are your other leagues? Like that one you just... We should tell the audience, you just completely sold off everything and just went for it. Yeah, pretty much. Like, what was the rationale behind it? Because I haven't been able to ask you this, but what was the rationale behind it? Did you just happen to do it? Kind of. So, like, it kind of sort of goes back to that Reddit post I sent you where... um, the one it where was, the team stanking will really be whatever. Yeah, so okay. it was to the point that um, it's this draft has gotten hyped up to the point that teams are actively blowing their rosters up to get either Marvin Harrison Jr.'s or Caleb Williams. It doesn't matter if you're doing super... Obviously, we're not super flex, but either way, like those prospects are so hyped, people are blowing up their rosters to do it. And... Quite honestly, like even if I don't make the playoffs, because I I did have a one and six start, so I shouldn't make the playoffs. But if you told me this roster was the roster you'd have, but you'd have no twenty twenty four picks, I'd be cool with it. It's not a bad. It's a great roster, dude. It is. It is not a bad roster, in my opinion. It's just an older and roster. And I still have three. I still have three picks in twenty twenty five. So even if like. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be kicking myself during the draft, missing out. Or maybe a move gets made. We'll see. You, you never know with Dynasty. But regardless, like, I have Justin Jefferson, Chris Olave, Devonta Smith. Like, that's something to build off of. I have Jalen Hurts, Mark that's, Andrews. Like, for that's, sure, your your team is not bad by any stretch the of day, imagination. Literally the second I, I keep getting offers like multiple seconds for Tajay Spears. The second that um Derrick Henry is off the Titans, Spears' stock is just gonna skyrocket and I can either move him or keep him. That's I guess the decision I'm gonna have to make. Did you see the one report in which um there was apparently a deal that was was struck by the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans for mm. Derrick Hill. Uh, Derrick, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, yeah. And the owner came in and vetoed it. The owner for whom? Uh, for the Titans. What? Yeah. The owner didn't want him to leave. So, like, I, oh, you I, I, know, I know that we, you like... You gotta be kidding me. We like to say those things, like they are moving off of him, but it's kind of like he has been the Titans. He is the embodiment of the Titans for quite a few years. There's the emotional attachment to it, and they are kind of always in there. Like, what's their record right now? Isn't it like, aren't they close to 500 yet? Like, they're awful and they're close to 500. Um, so their record, 
I mean, yeah, they're three and four. I mean, they have the same record as the Texans. We say they are, like, pretty good and all of that. And, I mean, they are just kind of always in there. They're just, And eventually they'll be over 500 because this is just the Titans. So I wouldn't even be shocked if they, like, give him another one or two-year deal. He doesn't seem to go uh, to want to go anywhere else. He's fine being in, in Tennessee. I don't know. Maybe maybe he does go somewhere and like Paiji Spears like just completely goes up in value. Like maybe, but what if he doesn't? What if Henry just <laughs> stays there? <laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah, I mean that would be crazy. Really weird. But yeah, no, it was like, I get like, I got running backs and I got older running backs at that. But outside of that, I don't like in those deals, the running backs wasn't the point. So I'm good. I'm good with it. I got a good wide receiver core. I probably have the best wide receiver core in the league outside of you. I think that's fairly easily. So I think I'm cool with it. Like the team is good for sure. Like don't get me wrong. Best team, Just... I, probably the best team. I, I this team is probably better than the team I fielded before I blew it up. That is fair. Yeah, Pollard, Spears, Kamara, and I, and I have picks. The team I fielded didn't have picks for the next three years. I still have three firsts in twenty twenty five, two firsts in twenty twenty six. Like, I'll be fine. It's fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah, eventually we'll get like. A running back, a young-ish running back court. Or you can just, yeah. we talked about it in the offseason, you can just keep on churning these guys, these, those old guys. Yeah. They still, like, they have value. Like, people people don't want to value them. But, like, Kamara, yeah. like, prior to the season starting with the suspension and all of that, I mean, I we think... Talk, it, we talked about it's more of a touch thing than an age thing. Exactly. And honestly, Kamara and Pollard do not have the touches yet. To Kamara, be... Kamara might be close. Kamara Kam- is probably close. Yeah, because on, he, he did have like crazy usage at a point. But it, yeah, I mean, Kamara is probably a guy that you could have acquired for I don't know, like a second during the draft season. Like they drafted Kendry Miller. There was the suspension looming. I'm pretty sure you could have gotten him for a second, and now you would be set for what? I mean, he has been since the he has been producing. The deal, the deal wasn't about Kamara. I literally, got, I traded George Pickens, Michael Meyer, and uh, what's probably going to end up being a late first for Kamara, Andrews, and Cousins. Yeah, I'm like, cool with that. I'm, I'm, cool I'm, that. I'm just saying Kamara as an old running back that that someone could acquire that has yeah, value. Yeah. yeah, not not like in your deal in specific. I uh, it, his name just came up so. It is one of the examples of guys that are like older vets that people don't want that you can acquire for relatively cheap in a certain yeah. period of like off season. So and who knows? Maybe maybe closer. Like when is the deadline for our league? Um, never. <laughs> we don't have a deadline. Oh, well then <laughs> I I probably wouldn't do this, but. Well, not during the playoffs, but let's say like we are getting close to the end of the regular fantasy season. Maybe a team is desperate and they overpay for Pollard or Kamara, and I have you know yet another wide receiver or draft pick or you know insert whatever here. I'm golden, like 
cool. I I usually make like trades in the playoffs. Like yeah. When oh, you I make trades? Okay. Well then. Yeah. Well then, maybe I could, maybe I could move Kamara or Pollard to a. I probably I, could get a haul. Honestly. Yeah. I I think it was either last year or the year prior, like when I lost in the playoffs because that always happens. Um, when I lost, I believe it was in the semifinals. I just had like I think it was I think it was Saquon, and it was the year prior to the last one. I had Saquon, and I just basically beat him uh, between the like the the last two guys remaining in the finals. The guy who won that bid just won the league. Not necessarily because of Saquon, because Saquon didn't do much. But yeah, I mean, I just... When it's the playoffs, like, the league is wide open and, like, you can make trades. So just sell away. That is the one advantage that I have when I get to the playoffs and get eliminated. It's just, like, I can move these players because I don't want him at this point. Like, I probably wouldn't want, like, Derrick Henry past this year. And, like, if I win the title with him, great. If I get eliminated, I'm sure as hell going to be trying to ship him wherever possible. Right. So, I mean, that, and there's flexibility with that. So, no, I, yes. I, like, I don't think there's a scenario that I lost here because... I enabled other teams to blow it up, so now the hunt for Marvin Harrison Jr. is probably the most... I said the most interesting it's been in half a decade. That's probably true. And if I make a run and somehow the accounting error happens and I make the playoffs, I'm comfortable with this roster in the playoffs. I was checking here um, before we we started. I was checking DFF Hub. Uh-huh. Uh I'm not sure if you know the websites. No, I don't. But, okay. They have basically you input the league to get all of the information from the league. And they have a playoff machine, which was the one that I mentioned in our league chat. Yep. Uh that you can basically like pick and choose uh throughout the rest of the year wins and loses, and it gives you the playoffs. And then they have the playoff odds. And you are currently but this is probably not like up to date because uh, the algorithm probably hasn't like realized that you made all of those moves, but it says that you have an 0.01 percent <laughs> chance to make it. <laughs> oh, boy. so yeah, it's an accounting here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have the same chances as Zeke's last ride. I think I got a much better chance, but we'll see. Yeah, because as I said, I think this is just going based off the record and the points that you scored until now. So they are kind of saying, okay, this guy doesn't score points. He has a one and, okay, now two and six record. It's almost impossible if he keeps this trajectory. But as I said, I try to give you a win in every single game that you have remaining and just pick the the other teams according to projections right now. And you were still an eight and six team who lost. Because of the point differential. Now, maybe you make up those points and you are an 8-6 and six team that makes it in. So I'm cool with that. I don't care. Yeah. I the like the run roster. for the 101, it's still... I think you're still the first team. That's crazy. I just scored 125 points. Yeah. <laughs> the gap is now... Um, Justin has 742 points. You have... 
672. So the gap is 80 points, roughly, between you and Justin. So I'll it'll, I'll be gone by... Yeah, like okay. give it a week or two and you're just out of there. I'll be fine. Then the, the race is, is Austin or Justin. Because yep. Austin has eight, almost 800, 820. So what 80, I'm actually interested in, because you put our league into different machines that like evaluated the teams. I'm so curious guessed. to know like where my team stands now with the rest of the league. And as far as that algorithm goes. I've used a few tools. Um I like the latest one that I've used was the Keep Trade Cut. Because uh-huh. they also have, but but again, that's just using their values. But right. I can give you like a pretty quick check here. Uh, here's the league ID. Uh, right. Here's the league ID, and just passed it here. Here, let's get started. Okay, and you are. Uh... Stop. Okay, keep trade cut for you because this just popped up. Hunter Henry, Jamal Williams, or Logan Thomas. Who do Hunter you want Henry. out of these three guys? Hunter Henry, say the other two. Hunter Henry, Jamal Williams, or Logan Thomas. Probably Hunter Henry. Okay. It's Henry or Williams. It's Henry, then Williams, then Thomas for me, I guess. No, I think I have. Thomas closer to Henry because Thomas has been having a pretty good season and I don't want any of these guys (laughs) outside of this season. So that's true. That's okay. So full team plus picks. You are second on the league in terms of value. That makes sense. Okay. So the deals were worth it in that sense. Okay. Yes. You are, uh, the fourth best team quarterback wise. You are the seventh best team running back wise, which is fair. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, you are the third best team wide receiver wise. That's kind of you... shocking. That's yeah, good. they have link of time ahead of you in that department. So if you go and check them out, uh, they have AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin, Jalen Waddle, Mike Evans, that, Calvin that Ridley. Is good, that is a pretty yeah. good wide receiver require. I'll give them that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, plus they still have Sutton on the bench as well. And Rice. And Rice, yeah. So That's it's fair. fair. I, okay. I am I am the first in terms of wide receiver. I am not even in the top two in any single other category, so that's fun. You are second <laughs> in tight end and you are second in picks. Uh first one I would imagine, yeah, it's Austin. Yeah. But th- uh, but that's my point. I traded all my twenty twenty four first. I'm still one of the highest leverage draft pick teams, and my roster's nice. So why wouldn't I do it? I mean, players only, you're second. You're third in the league. Yeah. Uh, Alex Miller just takes a huge jump up because he doesn't have picks, and his roster is quite good. Yeah. Like, he has is first in QB, first in running back. Uh, but here's the thing. And... But that's what I'm saying. So I, if I... Enter the playoffs somehow, some way. I have the third best odds of winning according to that. Right? Yes. So, exactly. I mean, that's a win. <laughs> I'm in the race. That's a win. Yes. That is true. I mean, those were good moves that you pulled out. Yeah. 
I think all of them were, yeah. So I'll give you that. You're just the only weak point is like the yeah, so you have wide receiver two, wide receiver nine, the wide receiver thirteen, and then it drops off quite a bit from I that to depth. Judy. I need yeah. depth, but I have five draft picks in the first round to help equate that where I could like next season start making some moves, or I could even use those selections at this point and be okay with it. And you do have three top twenty running backs, according to Keep yep. Trade Cut. Uh just they are just all outside of the top nine. So you have Pollard yeah. at ten, you have Kamara at seventeen, and Tajay at twenty. Right. So, okay. so. Nah, like I said, it's a good roster. I'm happy with it. It's 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 not built, but it's close to built. And you finally have some like it's good to just be able to cheer for something in a league that you you like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I know. Right? There's a certain like okay, there's a strategy when you're tanking and there's there's something good with it, but it's a whole new feeling when you just can actively cheer for a team that isn't full of guys who will be on Walmart after a year. Yeah. Sure. So and that just makes like the division much more stronger. I like I think I'm used <laughs> I'm used to to having you and the team that now Luke has as like father teams. <laughs> and exactly. now I actually have two to compete. Wins. Yeah, two easy wins. <laughs> yeah, four yeah. in the year. And it's not even this year. This year isn't the year you should be scared of me. It should be like two like next year and the year after. Like, oh the teams I could potentially build. You might be yeah. in trouble. We'll see. I, even this year, I believe I do think you have. I might be misremembering it, but I do think you have an important buy. Because other than that, it would I'm be. I'm pretty tough. sure you get the Eagles buy. Uh that would suck if you did. But yeah, uh, I don't. No, I don't think. I don't think so. No, I, you actually don't have a buy. My bad. I I do get very lucky with buys versus Luke the week prior because he has like four or five buys. He probably huh? hasn't checked it yet. But oh, poor, poor guy. He has the like, for example, he takes the Buffalo Bills buy. He has Davis and Kincaid. I lo- I lose digs, but still, I have the depth. He probably doesn't. Uh, then it like the Gus Edwards buy as well. And the Jordan Addison buy. Yeah. In week 14 versus you, like the main concern right now is. Okay, so I didn't like trading Brees. Okay. But I think I somehow made Luke's team worse when I did that deal. And I know the 150 (laughs) kind of go against that. It does. It no 100% does. But, but I, I agree in the sense that it now lacks depth that it didn't previously have in, anyway, mm-hmm. and now it's even worse. Like an injury yeah. just derails all of that. Yeah. So, so I, I agree in that sense. We'll see. There I will actually... be a few weeks for me to decide to start at QB versus you in week 14. We'll see. <laughs> Our matchups are going to be fun again. That's I, I don't remember the last time that happened. Oh, 2000 what? 
19, probably. Yeah, probably. It's been a while. It's been a while. I still remember that year in which I conceded earlier. And then, like, <laughs> I think it was Darren Waller or something. Like, didn't do anything for an F for you. Yeah. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> that was rough. sad. I was just like, okay, this one is, is over. I'll just concede. And then I wake up the next day and it's like I won by a point, <laughs> point and a half or something. Yeah. Just. Oh, just... man. And I can still say you never beat me in that league. True that. I wonder what's going to happen first. I get a win against you or you get a playoff victory. As far as <laughs> yeah, I did get a playoff win last last year, just you one. Did. I don't, I can't get too used to that, so they just gave me one. All right, oh. well, it's about four, so we need to get you out of here. And so, there were no more trades, I believe. That's surprising. That's yeah. really surprising. Well, uh, you did say Derrick Henry had a deal, but it was vetoed. I don't see anything like newsworthy to talk about, like random DBs, random guards. Rasul Douglas was traded, but outside of that, just whatever. No trades in the the Denver Broncos. Another year in which they teased the Jerry Judy, Kirtland Sutton deals, and nothing happens. Yeah, I guess that's it. So, if you've gotten this far, thank you guys so much. I always say we have a nice fancy donate button. I said on the holiday special, invest in no reserves. Go for it. We're going to be here. We're going to stay here. So, if you enjoy the content, hit subscribe, engage. And Alex, you like to take it away, so here you go. Yeah, as, as always... If you're watching, if you're listening on the podcast and the Spotify app, if you're listening on the podcast app, wherever you're listening in those apps, just give us a five star review, leave us a written comment there. And if you're watching on YouTube, just subscribe, turn notifications on, leave us a like as well and a comment. And until next week, guys, have a good week of fantasy football and a good week overall. See you. We'll be back next week with our normal scheduled programming. Don't worry. <laughs> this time, maybe with a guest. We'll see. We will see. We'll keep the it's tease It's going to be a fun episode if we do. We'll see, though. <laughs> Have a nice one, guys.